how's these first couple of days of camp gone? How are you feeling about your game? I'm uh, feeling great. I'm you know, feeling great about the team. Personally, I'm feeling great physically and mentally. So, you know, just uh, excited. How much different is it this year as opposed to last with new faces who are going to be playing key roles? I mean, obviously, we have a lot of new guys, but I, I don't feel like it's that different. You know, the new guys got a lot to take in in this training camp and, you know, in these few weeks before the season starts. And the uh, coach has, has done a great job, you know, uh, showing them about our values and about uh, the thing that we want to do it every night. I think BYU is a notch better than I thought they were going to be. But when you lose a game like that and you have the challenges ahead, you wonder how it's going to turn out. And then you lose your starting quarterback. You lose your starting running back. What are you going to do? The problem is Kalani feels like he's coaching for his job every game, right? Do you pay attention to that extend Kalani and not extend Kalani Twitter out there? It is really. going with the breeze, man. I feel bad for Coach Shataki because that's got to be really difficult to be in the position where you feel like each game you're either keeping or losing your job. That's got to be just an awkward position. Former BYU quarterback Tanner Mangum. How does this BYU team beat USC and then a couple of weeks later struggle so mightily against Toledo? That's the exact question I was asking myself is, is how did we beat USC and then go and, and do this? It's a question that I'm sure most fans are asking and, and I'm sure even the players themselves. There's nothing more frustrating than watching film of a game that you could have and should have won but you didn't because you see all the mistakes that you made that you could have avoided it, but that you didn't. It's going to be a big wake-up call. I think they're going to have to readjust. They're going to reprioritize, refocus, so they'll be able to make those adjustments and then for the second half of the season, be able to, to refocus. Donovan Mitchell on the big show. Contrast this year, mixing in some new pieces to last year where you rolled essentially the same team back. How different is it? Things just started from the basics. Certain things we go over this year, we really didn't have to last year because obviously guys had to come back from the year before, but I think that also helps the guys who have been here. I think just going over the basics just so we can gain that familiarity and just have a fresh in our mind. I think it, it helps everyone. What did you think about like the changing landscape in the West? Anything really jump out at you? Um, I think the biggest thing is just focusing on us. You know, obviously new moves are going to be made. In the circle of the NBA, you kind of have a feeling guys are going to certain places. But um, we're all focused on ourselves and what we can do. You know, at the end of the day, that's what we can control. And that's really where our head is at. Listening to the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, great job by Austin on Sounds of the Week right there. Brought to you by our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Air. They're looking for skilled HVAC technicians, plumbers, and electricians to join the Action Superhero team. Paid training, health, dental benefits, and a 401k match. Call today and join the Action Plumbing Superhero team, 801-833-3333. Action Plumbing. Gordon, uh, today, Road to Contention continues on. We're going to hear a conversation I had with uh, Bojan Bogdanovich. And uh, one thing uh, I, I think, well, I hope translates from this interview is he is very excited to be yes. here. Yeah, that's become absolutely apparent. So let's go ahead and hear that conversation. It's Road to Contention with Bojan Bogdanovich. Countless hours practicing an 82-game regular season. Off the diamond, and he has it! Three playoff rounds. Rudy go 
bear with a left hand hammer. All for one goal. A shot at the NBA title. The Big Show has you covered every step of the way. This is The Road to Contention on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, and we're here with new jazz man Bojan Bogdanovic. Bojan, thanks for a few minutes. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm great so, so far. Practicing pretty well, pretty hard, so I'm really excited about the season. Tell us uh, how camp is going thus far, how you're fitting in, how your game is right now. I mean, we're still early, like we had uh, four or five practices, but uh, we need a time to put everything together. There's a lot of lot of new guys, but I'm, I'm pretty confident about this team. Take us through uh, maybe a couple of the reasons why you picked the Jazz in the offseason. I read an interview you gave back in Indiana. Boy, and you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you talked about how much you liked it there, but we're uh, excited about what your role could be here in Utah. Talk about why you picked the Jazz. I mean, when I saw that uh, that we're gonna have one of the best the best backcourts in the league with Mike and, and, and Donovan, it was, and then we had a, a Rudy already on the team as the best defensive player. What an easy easy pick for me, where I'm gonna where I'm gonna continue with my with my career. So it was like I said, not not tough choice for, for me. I know that uh, people when they think of you think of your shooting and all of that, but you pride yourself on being a good defender as well. I'm trying to be a good overall player. I mean, every single every single season, I show that I can that I can improve my game. Last last past season, uh, I really improved my defense. We were one of the best defensive team in the league over there with the with the Pacers. So, Jazz are known as a, as a great defensive team last last couple of years. So, I, I hope that I will I'll fit pretty well both offensively and defensively. What's your first impression of uh, impressions of Coach Schneider? I mean, he's he's pretty cool. He's talking a lot with uh, with all the players. He's kind of have that European European style. A lot of lot of sets offensively, but also his defensive mind mind coach. And and I hope that that that's going to be our identity this season. Do you think you're going to like the role he's carving out for you? No, of course. I mean, we are all fighting for for our minutes, for our roles in the team. But uh, I think that coach is gonna gonna manage great minutes, and that everybody gonna have a have a shot. Uh, for jazz fans who are just getting to know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. What are you into? What do you like to do in your personal time? Tell us about you. I mean, pretty pretty calm guy. I love uh, I love to read a lot of lot of books. I'm big big soccer fan, so I watching a lot of soccer, Champions League. I mean, there's there's not much. Who's your team? Uh, United from England. All right. <laughs> uh, how do you uh, how are you fitting with the guys? How do you spe- uh, specifically Donovan and Rudy getting along in the locker room? I mean, I'm pretty confident about this team because we have a pretty unselfish guy, pretty pretty good guys. They are. We are all here for uh, for each other. I mean, I'm here new, so they're trying to, to help me in any any way that I need. So so pretty good group of guys. How do you like Salt Lake City? I mean, it's great, great so far. Calm city, nice. It gets a little cold in the winter. You like the snow? Uh, yeah, why not? I mean, it was cold in Indianapolis too, so I don't have right. any problem with that. Well, hey, Bojan, I appreciate a few minutes. Good Thank luck, you, man. Yeah. Bojan Bogdanovic. Yeah, that was interesting to hear his reasons for coming here, wanting to come here. You know, he it was exactly what we've talked about. He looked at the Jazz, and he mentioned the backcourt. Mike Conley, I think, has been uh, has been a nice addition for reasons other than what he can do on the floor. Players want to play with him. They do, and uh, well, two-time most what most liked teammate, teammate? best teammate. Uh, well, what's that award again? Best teammate? I think so. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, and he talked about Rudy and the defense, and you know, I mean, it's it's obvious. He's I think Quinn Snyder has has a stellar reputation around the league, amongst the players and agents. And you talked about Moutier and how he wanted to get better, so he came here. I I think it's important to note that Bojan was perfectly happy in Indiana, and they wanted to keep him, and he still chose the Jazz. It's not like one of those situations he was dying to escape, you know, right. or, or something or some, along those Yeah, some desperate case of somebody who had no other options. Or uh, the Indiana saying, nah, we, you're not our priority, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh-huh. It was a situation where he saw uh, what he could bring to the table and an opportunity, and he jumped at it. And, and when you talked with Dante earlier this week, he said, man, that guy can shoot. Oh, yeah. I mean, his eyes got big and wide. He's like, oh, he can really shoot. <laughs> that is music to Jazz fans' ears and to Quinn Snyder's ears. I mean, that's what the Jazz lacked, and now they don't. He was, I got to admit, first impression, just standing next to the guy. It's the first time I really stood next to him. He's bigger than I thought he would be. Oh, really? You mean bigger, taller, or bigger, wider? A little both. Huh. A little both. I mean, no, you know, he's not Carl Malone, obviously. But (laughs) then what I expected, he was a little bigger than what I thought. What do you think of his answer to your question about who he is, what he likes, what he does? He said he's a soccer fan. He's he he made it. He downplayed the whole thing. Like I'm really not that interesting. And he's got a bit of that rep that he's he's a little bit on the quieter side. Books. He's not even in the locker room. He's not that. You know. He, he, he's more of an introvert. Or at least that's what uh, folks are saying about him. I think there's room for all kinds, as long as they have that quality of team first kind of unselfishness. And he seems like that kind of player. And that was what was interesting in Indiana. Think about what he did there and what he was asked to do. You know, initially, he's just sort of a, a nice complimentary player. And then he becomes like it's offensive force. Because he had to. Yeah, the team needed him to do it. Yeah. And he got him to the playoffs, which is pretty amazing. 18 points a game. And uh, he did some other things, too. So, dude can shoot. And that's what the Jazz lacked. Uh, and that's what they'll count on him to be. I'm almost going to be surprised when he misses open shots. Because typically he doesn't. He's been very good. Yeah. Catch and shoot open So, how, how do opponents defend that, Jake? Well, don't leave him would be my first suggestion. I mean, it's it gets back to all this spacing and stuff that we're talking about and having gravity. I mean, he, he he's so good from the open catch and shoot three. You're right. He doesn't miss very often, so you can't leave him. And that creates space for everybody else. And uh, part of that is because last time I checked, I'm not sure on this, and math was never my strong suit, but three is greater than two. It is greater than two. It's true just picked that up the other day you know what three is yeah, more than never two. dawned on me before and so teams don't want to give that up and so if you got to stay on joe ingles and you got to stay on Bojan bogdanovich then and you got to stay on mike conley and you got to stay on donovan mitchell are teams going to sag off donovan mitchell uh i doubt it because i think he's certainly good enough he's going to make you pay so thus the challenge that we're talking about. Teams are going to have to change the way they guard the Utah Jazz, and that should be just that should be good for everybody. And they can't cheat with their big man because there's Rudy Gobert rolling to the basket. <laughs> you so say, you can see what Mike, they're doing. Mike Conley said, "I've never thrown so many lob passes." He's going to throw a lot of them this year. They all are. 
That's interesting. Interesting. All right, Gordon, let's move on to a different conversation I had an opportunity to have today. Uh, There was a press conference over at the Zions Bank Basketball Campus with Steve Starks and Jim Olson, and uh, they made some comments together and then had an opportunity to get a one-on-one with uh, with Steve. Knew we were going to have Jim in studio, So, uh, and if you missed Jim's conversation in the 4 o'clock hour, he was terrific. Get to know the the Jazz president a little bit better. We've got that up, 1280thezone.com. And Steve is now the... uh the, I guess the CEO of the entire company. So no, I guess there he is he, the CEO. He's kind of like the emperor now. Huh? He is is that the it? CEO of the entire Larry H. Miller group of companies. Of course, he came from uh, president of Larry H. Miller Sports and Entertainment and president of the Jazz, and he was there at the announcement today. And here's the conversation uh, I caught up and had with him. It's the big show, and we're here with CEO of the Miller Group of Companies, Steve Starks. Hi, Steve. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm great. How uh, how do you feel on this day? We're kind of officially passing the baton. I feel really good. We took two months. We ran a thorough process. We evaluated what we were looking for and the type of leader that would help us get to where we want to go. And, and uh, fortunately, I think for all of us, um, we had multiple people that could do the job. We have a deep bench in our organization, but Jim, Jim became the person that you know was selected to be the president, and uh, we're excited for him. Really proud of him. We uh, at the zone know him really well. Obviously, yeah. working very closely with him, and, and know what makes him kind of a, a special guy and candidate. But for those who, who maybe don't know him so well, tell us what makes him a, an ideal fit for this. He's been with the organization for 25 years, as you heard him mention. And in, in that time, he's he's held a variety of positions, spanning everything from a junior ticket seller to leading the ticketing department and efforts to market marketing and sales. Uh, he's been the president of the Bivens Smart Home Arena and executive vice president with sports entertainment. He's overseen the Salt Lake City Bees. Um, he has great relationships in the community. Um, he has great relationships with our key sponsors and clients and season ticket holders. And he's a really good leader who I think represents the values that the Miller family has put in place and, and that we all seek to live by. And uh, so for all those reasons, he was just really the person that emerged. I think his best accomplishment during the renovation was not getting the radio station smashed in any sort of yeah, way. Exactly. You know, he kept us coming in. That was his, obviously out. his number one priority. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, that was his most recent role as president of the arena. How did that specific role uniquely prepare him for this new one? Yeah, well, in this role, Jim's responsibilities will will be running the business operations for the Jazz. And so, when you think about guest experience, when you think about coming to the arena, what is your experience like from a technology standpoint? The food that you eat. Um, um, the game experience that you see when basketball is not playing, all of those things Jim's touched. Um, he has a real eye for wanting to enhance the, the customer experience. And so that prepared him really well because those are all things that this position needs to really focus on. And so Jim uh, Jim has been very well prepared for this. And kind of on that note, and we've talked a lot about his different roles within the company, but you kind of had a similar background when you stepped into this job. Is that something that, that you found value in? Yeah, you know, my experience was a little different because I didn't spend 25 years in the sports entertainment group. I worked in other parts of the business, and when I was made the president, it was actually the first job I held in sports 
sports entertainment. So I was coming in with a completely fresh set of eyes. And I think that benefited me because I didn't have any biases and I didn't have any long-held assumptions about things. And I could come in and and uh, we could look at, at ways that we could get better and, and want to change some things going into the renovation. I think that really helped me. And so now that, I mean, the organization is really strong and that's because we have the best fans in the NBA and that's because we have great venues where people come and watch movies or go to baseball games. And so right now in time, what we're looking for is continuity and somebody that could keep keep that momentum going and build upon it. And Jim is perfectly suited for that. Got to talk a little basketball with you. Yeah. How, how excited are you for this season? Excited. With the new faces? and I think everybody's super excited to get started. And uh, scrimmage tonight, first preseason game tomorrow. It feels like it's been 20 years since last season ended. And um, and so everybody's ready to go. And, and you know, we're, we're excited about the group that we have. We're excited about the additions. They've got to gel together. They've got to learn to play together. Mike Conley said it best that our group doesn't know how to win an NBA championship yet. But that's something they need to learn together. And hopefully we'll have that opportunity and, and perform, you know, at the level that we hope that they and that they certainly want to. And so very excited for it. In some ways it comes quick. I can't believe that it's here. In other ways, it feels like it's been a long time. Well, a lot has happened. It, a lot has happened. A lot has happened. Has. And how are you doing with your new gig? You liking it's, it? Yeah, I enjoy it. I've been there two months. And, um, you know, this has been a priority is, is backfilling my role. And um, it's been fun to go around and visit our different companies within the organization, do town hall meetings with employees, and in a lot of ways get reacquainted with some of our businesses that I worked with previously that I've been away from. And, and it's, what, the thing that is just reconfirmed to me is that we have great people. It, um, we have a special organization, primarily because of the people we have. And the Miller family has been in- incredible. I'll tell you, the, the first day on my job, I showed up and they came and grabbed me and said, hey, there, there's a meeting that you need to go to. And I walk in this conference room and everybody that works on our floor, they had balloons, they had breakfast bagels in there. All the Miller family was there. And awesome. it was just like a welcome to work. We're excited to have you. And that's the type of people and culture and organization we have. And it starts with Gail and, and the Miller family embodies that. And so it's it's an honor to be part of it and and, uh, and hopefully to perpetuate those things that make us really unique. Well, congratulations on the announcement Thank today. You. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. That was Steve Stark, CEO of the Larry H. Miller Group of Companies. And you can tell he's got a lot of confidence in Jim Olson and his capabilities. Yep. And for good reason. I mean, Jim is... A very, very capable guy. And a fun guy, too. He's, he, I was joking one about being a people person. He is. Very much. And who doesn't want that out of somebody who's leading a, a large group of people? And he's, he's funny, too. He's, he's, an, he's an easy guy to, to um, uh, interact with. You know, of all the things that he said when we were talking with him, one of the things that I found most uh, relevant, I guess, for our listeners was the, the real, the real what, the uh, kind of the focus on winning a championship with the Jazz. I mean, he's got all kinds of concerns on the business side and wanting to, you know, make the fan experience this, that, and the other. But there was no hesitation when we asked him about the competitive component to the whole thing. Right. And and he knows what's in place now is is pretty 
pretty darn good. And I get the impression from talking with him that he's it, and he's already been a part of it to a certain extent. But he's he's excited to be a part of it. But it doesn't seem like he wants to revolutionize it. And I think that's exactly the attitude right. that uh, this situation warrants. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. I'm sure he's going to Quinn and Dennis and saying, guys, let me know how I can help. Let me know how I can help you make your jobs easier. Yeah, I mean, that's what you do. That's We talked about this yesterday. That's what great leaders, great owners in sports do. They they hire the right people. They put the right people in the right positions and let them work. Let them do their jobs. And every time we've talked with Dennis, uh, he, he mentions that when he goes to the Miller family with an idea that he thinks will improve the team, he gets nothing but support there. Can't be undersold. Very yeah, important. And, and I can, I can guarantee you, Gail is no pushover. And I could see her. I could see her saying to Dennis, "Okay, explain to me why you want to make this move, why you want to do this, why you want us to invest in that." And Dennis gives her the reason, and uh, and they go, "Oh, okay. If you feel that strongly about it, same thing with Quinn. You don't hear Dennis talking about how Quinn should coach the team." Yeah, you know, that's Quinn's job. Let him coach the team. And so that's what he does. That's what he's good at. He's better at that than anybody else in the organization. Kind of like I don't see over at the Trib, I don't see Robert Gerke writing sports columns. Oh, wait. Wait. Oh, come on. I don't even get a chuckle out of that. Robert who? Gerke. Did you, tell, did you call him yesterday and tell him to stay in his lane? No. You should have. No, he can do whatever he wants. It's all right. <laughs> I want to remind you about our friends at Homey. Did you know Homey assigns a whole uh, whole team of realtors and specialists to sell your home for a flat 1500 bucks? That means thousands of dollars in hypothetical realtor commissions back into your pocket. That's innovative. That's fair. That's a company who's got your back. That's Homey. Scotty G joins us coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Johnson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big day on the station tomorrow. You'll be able to catch Utah State in the bayou, taking on LSU. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, the voice of the Aggies. And, of course, you hear him every day from noon to 3 alongside Hans Olsen here on the Zone Radio Network. Scotty G with us on the big show. What's up, Scotty? guys how are you fantastic i hear it's nice and cool where you are <laughs> oh my gosh you know when the locals are complaining about how hot it is you know it's bad because uh we walked in and the guy's like yeah we it's usually not like this in, uh, in uh, october but it's we got off the uh plane and it was about 97 with about 80 percent humidity so <laughs> yeah it was it was delightful <laughs> Scotty, uh, I've been to Baton Rouge, and uh, I know uh, item number one when you get there is how about a little of that gumbo? Uh, that might be uh, that might be something that we'll uh, take part in later on tonight. I'm not going to lie to you. So, how are you looking ahead to this game, Scott? Because 
one, it's the it's the event of the weekend as far as college football goes. Nobody else is going, and this is a prime opponent. It is, and it's something that I think this team is really excited about because nobody really gives them a chance to win this game. And frankly, there's not a lot of people who think this game will be relatively close. But there's a, these guys are a confident bunch, and you know, there's a lot of guys that are from Texas, from Florida. Uh, from back east that don't mind the heat, don't mind the humidity, and are actually looking forward to it. So there's there's a quiet confidence here. I don't know if that's going to translate to the scoreboard, but uh, these guys are fired up. They're ready to go. They like their game plan, and they like their chances. Scotty, this is not your older brother's LSU team. We're used to, you know, they run the ball, they score about seven points a game, and uh, they give up about three. This LSU team is putting up incredible numbers offensively. Yeah, about 58 points a game. And, <laughs> and and it was funny. I was talking to a coach earlier today about it, and he goes, you know, in three of those teams, three of those games, if they wanted to score 100, they could have. I mean, it's uh, they've just been – and granted, they haven't played the who's who of college football outside of a win against Texas, which was a 45-38 game. But they are uh, – Joe Burrow is as dynamic of a passer as anybody in the country right now. He's, he's throwing 80%. He's completing 80% of his passes. They're up-tempo. They're not quite as up-tempo as Utah State is, but they like to go fast. They like to uh, get up and down the field. Now, conversely, their defense isn't as good as LSU, LS, a lot of LSU defenses we've seen in the past. They're giving up some points. They're giving up some yards, and this Utah State offense is keenly aware of that, too. Interesting part of this matchup is that Dave Aranda, obviously he is familiar with Utah State, having coached there. What's that relationship uh, have to do with the results of this game, do you think? Uh, I think that's it's an interesting point. Not not only Dave Aranda, but you've got two other members of that defensive coaching staff uh, that were on Gary Anderson's staffs before. So three out of your five defensive coaches uh, coached under Gary Anderson at Utah State. Two of them were on the 2012 team. So, so it's a little bit of a reunion for Gary and some of these guys. And Gary mentioned last night on the coaches show he's been texting him and uh, running a little bit of mouth, running his mouth a little bit, and he said that the uh, the other coaches aren't, you know, apparently Ed Orgeron doesn't like that kind of stuff, so they're like quietly <laughs> trying to keep it on the download that they've been talking this week, but they're looking forward to it, and I think it's going to be a fun reunion. Gary Anderson, frankly, Dave Aranda owes Gary Anderson probably about ten percent of that two million dollar a year salary because. He's the guy that plucked him from Hawaii and gave him a chance to be a defensive coordinator and took him to Wisconsin, and it's been off to the races ever since. Highest paid assistant coach in college football, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, $2 million a year. Scotty, how do you expect Jordan Love to perform on this big stage, and especially since maybe the, this isn't the best LSU defense? I would be surprised if Jordan Love doesn't play well. He's a good weather quarterback. Not saying he doesn't play well in bad weather, but he prefers to play in really, really good conditions. He prefers to play in the heat. He kid from Bakersfield he used to the used to the heat to a certain extent. So uh, you know, I think that he's ready to go in this game. I would be surprised if they don't play well. Now look, I'm not saying they're gonna win. Um, I'm not even gonna say they're gonna cover, but I'm I do think Utah State has an opportunity to score some points and I think Jordan Love Knowing that it's an audition, you know, let's let's be honest. There's going to be a lot of NFL scouts that are going to look at this game and see how he handles himself against superior defensive talent and how he performs, and he knows that. A lot of people know that, and I think he's going to be up for the challenge. What makes David Woodward so good? He doesn't miss a tackle. I mean, he is a tackling machine. He's always in the right position. 
He always squares up. He's fundamentally sound, and he never, ever misses a tackle. And they chart this stuff, too. I mean, they know exactly who missed what, and his amount of missed tackles are, you know, nil design. You know, I mean, it just it's, it's, it doesn't happen. I, I've seen maybe a handful over the last two and a half years of watching this kid play. He just doesn't miss tackles. He's, he's, he just does everything that's asked of him, and he's athletically superior. And now he's getting to the point where he can freelance a little bit too. And I think you saw that last week with the ripped fumble back for a score that he's got the ability to not only make good tackles, be fundamentally sound, but he's also so athletic that now he's learning that he can do some other things as well. And that's creating a lot of problems for some offense. What's his backstory, Scotty? How did he end up in Logan? Where he's, where's he from and how's he developed this well? Kid from Washington, um, and they've got Stacy Collins, who's an assistant coach. He was on Matt Wells' staff, and Gary wanted to keep him here. Uh, that's doing a really good job of evaluating and picking up talent from the Pacific Northwest. They got a few kids from that area on this team, and Stacy Collins was able to identify him. He was a guy that a lot like you know the Vigils or the Fackrell that weren't really heavily recruited out of high school, but he fit the body frame. He hit, fit the body type that they look for. And they liked his smarts. And again, not a lot of people were knocking down his door trying to get him to come. Uh, but Utah State identified him, they evaluated him, and then brought him in and developed him. And it's been uh, it's been a great story ever since. Earlier in our show, Scotty, I asked uh, Jake who who the Utah the, the state Heisman winner would be, and uh, I think we may have settled on Huntley. But uh, David Woodward's name was uh, prominently spoken. Is, yeah, he, think, is, is he that good? Is he perhaps the best player in the freaking state? Uh, I, I would put him up there for sure. I, I think he's got to be in that consideration. And I know defensive guys don't necessarily move the meter that much, but uh, he is a stabilizing force for this defense, and he will need to have a really good game. And the thing is they funnel so much to him too. I mean, defensively, they they set up their defense, not necessarily to let their line get a lot of big – uh, rushes, but they just want to clog up the offensive line and let those linebackers run free. So they put a lot of responsibility on them, saying, "Look, you're, we're, we're we're sending the running backs to you. We're sending you to uh, essentially clean up everything, and we're going to try to keep your jersey clean." And that, uh, that 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 defensive line does a tremendous job of it, knowing that he's going to be a nice back end piece that's going to get the tackle. So yeah, I think he's right up there for sure. I think that's. That's right in the conversation. I know Jordan Love wants to get back into that conversation, I'm sure. Uh, the interceptions have been a little high for him, but uh, I think if he settles down and plays the way he should, that hopefully, you know, from a Utah State perspective, he can get back in that conversation. What's the over-under on total number of tackles that Woodward will get against LSU? Because, like you talked about, with that explosive offense, he's going to be uh, doing a lot of business. Uh, if I set the line at... Uh, uh, let's see, 14 and a half, I would probably take the over. I think that's, that's where the line is, and I think he'll be in that 14, 15 range. Mm, yeah. Scotty G with us live from Baton Rouge on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Scotty, how grumpy is Gary over the timing of this game? <laughs> uh, in, not, I'm, I'm not thrilled, I think is a safe way to put it. It's just, look, it's just a bad timing. And I know that you're going to make about $1.5 million off this game, and that's important for the coffers of the Utah State Athletic Department. But you want to play this game in early September um, because, frankly, I don't think it'd be even any hotter than it is right now. 
Um, and so, you know, you want to play these games early on in the season. You don't want to play after you started the conference season 2-0 and and then have to take a break from your conference schedule and fly all the way back here and play this game. So you, you understand that the game has to be played to a certain extent. Utah State's still at a point in their, uh, their athletic department where they have to play these games, but they don't want to, and, and they certainly don't want to play this kind of game at this time. It's more the timing more than it is the opponent that I think has probably got some people frustrated here. So, Scotty, you've characterized this game, uh, but uh, what what kind of numbers do you think? What are we looking at? Offense, offense, but but, and I'm not necessarily asking for a score, although you can predict it if you want. But what what are we looking at? Numbers in the 30s, numbers in the 40s, higher, lower? I think your I think your winning team will be in the 40s, and your losing team will be in the 30s. How about that? Oh, I hope so. That'd be a fun game. Yeah, that's gonna that is that would be a fun this, game to watch. This is one of those moments for Jordan Love to shine. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yep. it's set up for him, and, and there's a lot of interest in him. I've I've heard from various people, agents, and others who are who want more information on him, and this is a, a game that provides it. Yeah, if Jordan Love could, frankly, uh, make a lot of money out in this game, you know, this could be a game if he goes out and he plays well and he throws. You know, four touchdowns and 300-plus yards. And even if Utah State doesn't win this game, if he plays clean, he doesn't have any bad turnovers, um, throws the ball well, then that could solidify him as a, you know, first-round, second-round pick in the NFL draft. And, you know, I don't think it's 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 okay to want that stuff if you're even if you're a junior. Uh, I don't think any Utah State fan should, should hope that he comes back for another year because if he doesn't, that means he had himself a great year and he won a bunch of games. So, I think I think Jordan Love is poised to make that next step, and if he plays well tomorrow, that could solidify him as one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the upcoming draft. I bet there will be at least ten pro scouts at that game, wouldn't you, Scotty? Uh, I believe there were eleven at the game in Logan against Colorado State last week. Wow! So, so yeah, they're they're looking at him, and and that wasn't a particularly good game for Jordan Love. Although it was interesting talking to Mike Sanford, the offensive coordinator, uh, he did mention that last week's game. Uh, was one of the higher graded games for Jordan Love, and I, and I kind of looked at him weird when he said it because he threw two really, you know, not great interceptions, and he said by our grading system and the other decisions that he made throughout the game, he actually graded out nicely. So that just goes to show sometimes the coaches know more about football than we do, but uh, I, they they love the way he's playing the season, they love the chances he's taking, and uh, they anticipate he's going to have a big big game tomorrow, and and hopefully stay on the radar of the NFL draft. Kickoff tomorrow morning on the station will be at ten o'clock. Scotty G has pregame for you starting at nine. So get up and have a little have a little breakfast with Scotty G tomorrow. There you go. Come on, let's have some fun. Uh, gather around the radio and, and hopefully we got a good game for you tomorrow. Scotty wanted to ask you real quick about the naming of Jim Olson as Utah Jazz president. What'd you make of it? You know, I remember the first meeting I had with Jim. Uh, this would have been like 08, 07, 08, and it was about some stuff that we were doing to try to help out with tickets. And just overall, just a good guy, uh, just a good, good human being that cares about his employees. Uh, I had a chance, well, we all had a chance to work with him uh, when uh, when he was over the uh, radio station uh, as one of his responsibilities uh, a few years ago. Uh, he cares about his employees. He cares about the product. He cares about the fan. And when he and I listened to the interview you guys had with him earlier, you know, by a couple hours ago, everything he said is legit. That's just not lip service. He cares about the fan experience. He cares about winning championships. He cares about uh, delivering a great product. Uh, 
for people to just sit in and, and watch a game or watch a movie in the theater or whatever the LHM SE experience is for whatever the consumer needs it to be. They want that to be the best, and and he has high high standards. I love working for him. I'm going to be. I'm fired up to work for him again. He's a really good person that cares about his employees, cares about the product, and wants to make sure that the uh, resources are there available. I remember, and, and I don't know. Maybe I'm letting too much out of the bag here, but I had a plan. Uh, Randy Rogers and I had a plan about um, hiring Hans Olson, and and Jim didn't know much about Hans at the time. But I went in and I said, like, I think this guy would be great for us and our product and and what we're trying to build here. And he looked at me and he and, and he said, you, 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 you're willing to you're willing to go to the go to war with me on it. And I'm like, absolutely, it's worth the budget, it's worth everything. And he said, all right, I trust you, let's roll. And obviously, Hans has been a huge boost to the radio station and what we built here. And I remember that conversation, like, I trust you, let's go. And uh, that was an awesome moment, and it certainly paid dividends too. Has he ever forgiven you for that? <laughs> Maybe some people around the radio station have to forgive me for that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, Scotty, have a great call tomorrow, and I'm super jealous, man. That's one of the, the college sporting environments that I would love to get to experience. So have some fun, man. I'm excited. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, great atmosphere. This is one on the uh, the old bucket list we get to check off, and I'm fired up about it. Yeah, Scotty. Yeah, have a good one. Thanks. Thanks, Scotty. Scott Gerard, voice of the Aggies. Again, that game kicks off tomorrow at 10 a.m. pregame at 9 right here on the Zone Radio Network. That is the game of the weekend. You got that look on your face again. What's going on over there? Nothing. Nothing. Mischief? <laughs> no, I've created enough of that this week. Yeah, that, that is a fact. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs> Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. want to remind you that tonight uh, is Utah Jazz Team Night. Uh, uh, meet the Team Night, excuse me, here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. You can meet Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles, newcomers Mike Conley, Bojan Bogdanovic, and the rest of the group. They'll participate in basketball activities and games on the court. Admission is free. The doors are already open, Gordon, and uh, it starts at 6 o'clock, so you still have a few minutes to get down here. Uh, some quick news involving the Pac-12. Uh, Washington State defensive coordinator Tracy Clays has resigned. Oh. So that defensive performance with the, the fat, lazy, stupid defensive players got that uh, means new defensive coordinator at Washington State. Does that mean that the coach was uh, fat, lazy? And... Well, the coach wasn't putting in the right habits, I guess. Hmm. Although he did resign, he was not fired, I suppose, but I'm guessing that res- resignation was probably not voluntary. I wouldn't. <laughs> the timing would be a remarkable coincidence. So Utah's offense beat him up so good, they fired the coach. Well, there was also the debacle the week before. Yeah, giving up, what was it, 50 points and a half or whatever it was? <laughs> yeah, that'll... Not all of it came 
in a traditional offensive uh, No, there's some but, special teams yeah. in there. And, but still. So Washington State, new defensive coordinator. Yeah, as much as uh, the coaches get uh, remunerated, the head coaches certainly and some of the assistants, it can be a tough business. Yeah, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And Washington State had some expectations coming into this year. At least Mike Leach had expectations oh, no for his team. Oh, there's no doubt about that. So, yeah. There you go. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up straight ahead. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Man, it has been a, a huge week, Gordon, considering uh, both, uh, well, two of the college football teams we cover are on by, the Jazz News and covering camp and all that. It's just been fast and furious. Yeah, and it's been fun talking to so many of the players. Uh, you know, we've had uh, George Niang, we've had uh, Donovan Mitchell, we've had Rudy Gobert, we've had, uh, we just had Bojan Bogdanovic. We've had we your had, boy Hyphen. Right, we had the Hyphen on as well. Nigel Williams-Goss. Yeah. I don't think everybody quite knows him just as the well, Hyphen. because I haven't talked about my nicknames enough. Is that the reason? <laughs> And I'll spare everybody. But it has been a wild week. It's been a lot of fun uh, having Jim Olson, the new president of the Utah Jazz, in studio today on his day number one. That was a lot of fun. Talked to Steve Starks today. Yes. Well, we did. So, about covered it. But it's that time of year. We talked to Scotty G today. Yeah, we did. The vice president, the VP. Yeah. The voice of the Aggies. How can we leave him out? I'm actually really excited for that. Well, it's a, it's a good game. The Utah State LSU game tomorrow is going to be great. Do you think? Do you think the Aggies are going to hang in there? I do. Hang in, I mean, define hang in there. I guess. Well, are they going to keep it within one score? I bet it will be competitive for most of the game. How about that? Okay, I can I can buy into that. I do not expect the Aggies to win, but doesn't mean they can't. Well, LSU is really, really good. Yeah. You know, sometimes when the Aggies play these money games, they'll, they'll play these big programs, and some years are better than others for the big programs. This year for is, is not the year to get LSU, let me put it that way. Yeah, LSU but, is really, really yeah, good. Yeah, but uh, that's not the way. I, I, I don't have a problem with teams going up against this kind of competition when they're well-suited for it. You know, it's 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 the teams that you know are just going to get slaughtered, and the players are just going out there as sacrificial lambs just so the program can pick up some extra cash. I don't like that. All right, we want to say a big thanks uh, to everybody who came on the show today. Jordan Pendleton, Scott Gerard, uh, Bojan Bogdanovich, as we mentioned, Steve Starks. Uh, want to encourage you Jim to Olson. Jim Olson. Uh, want to encourage you to uh, search out uh, the Big Show podcast wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, what have you. Search out the Big Show, and you'll get all of our uh, great material. You can even subscribe and get it automatically to your phone. Yeah. Have you done that yet, Gordon? I have. You have? Yes. You, you've you subscribed to the Big Show podcast? Maybe I have. I don't know. It depends on if my wife did it. <laughs> want to say thanks to Austin, executive producer of the, uh, the Big Show. Fine work as usual. Don't forget we have, a, sure she has. we have a jazz game coming up tomorrow. I'm going to be with Britt doing the pre-half and post-game show. Excited about that at 6 o'clock. Yeah. Movie Zone coming your way at 8 tonight. Get Austin's uh, review of The Joker. Very excited about that. Jazz Fan Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.